Hey, good morning, happy days. Right, before I'm going to do my introduction, I'm just going to tell you why I always start with good morning. I once discussed with my friend that I used to always leave her messages in the morning, so I would always be like, good morning. And then I ended up sending her a message in the afternoon, and I thought, good afternoon. Just <laughs> It just didn't sound as good. It just... It just wasn't getting the feel of it, in my opinion. So we decided that every time we would leave each other a voice note, uh, we would just stick with good morning. And um, I'm, I'm sticking with that because I think good morning just sounds so nice. And it's so nice to have a good good morning. So you're probably listening to this uh, in the morning or maybe at a completely different time. And uh, that's absolutely fine, but uh, this is just my little interlude of explaining you why all of my podcasts will start with good morning, um, even though I don't even make them in the morning necessarily. Um, so there you go. Anyway, welcome to Get Naked with Anna. In this podcast, we strip off the layers and shed new lights on subjects like liberating yourself, joy, happiness, freedom and creating a happy and healthy mind and body and life. And this is all in the aim of helping you out and uh, sharing all the goodness that I've learned, that I've figured out, and uh, that I think is really valuable to put into the world. And so in this podcast, podcast number four, we are going to talk about perfectionism and joy. And I meant to have this podcast about joy and all its different forms, but perfectionism got in the way. And uh, to me, that was pretty symbolic because I kept thinking, like, I want to make this podcast about joy, the different types, the different styles, you know, that, that not every bit of type of joy is like really exuberant. There's really calm bits of joy too, but every single time I, I went and thought about it and I wanted to, you know, put some points down on paper, perfectionism kept coming up and I have such strong opinions about perfectionism. And then I thought, you know, it just kind of feels like perfectionism needs to be discussed first before we can get to the joy because I do actually believe, and this is the most important part, that perfectionism totally gets in the way of joy. If you keep striving for perfectionism, then your chance of joy having a joyful life, having a joyful day are quite slim, is my opinion. And so I have a strong opinion about this and you're going to hear my strong opinion about this throughout this podcast and uh, I hope that I can shine a light on this thing that seems to have become so highly ranked in our modern day lives. And uh, I don't really have that much that uh, I think is good about it. And that's what we're going to discuss in this podcast. So I like we live in a world where it's so easy to fake being happy and healthy and joyful. I feel like we live in a world where we can pretend to be a guru on a subject by just copy and pasting quotes into your Instagram account. And that really grinds my gears is probably the best way to say it because I find like the reason why I do things my way 
which is sometimes considered completely different than anybody else kind of does it. But I felt my way of proving my personal and professional level of skill regarding being joyful, deliberately creating joyful moments in my life, positive mindset, gumption, oomph, love for life, uh, creating the life that you dream of, looking after your body and your mind, connecting with people from a real, you know, from a real point. Um, I felt the best way of proving that was by showing up as myself and how, and showing you my life and how I do things and taking you along in it. Because no CV is ever as insightful as real life. Your real friends, they'll know, you know, how, how good you are at these things far more than your Instagram or your Facebook account will ever be truthful. Because on the outside, everybody can make look, things look shiny. And the reality is nobody's life is shiny all the time. And in fact, some people's lives are rarely shiny, but they can still make it look amazing. No degree, no piece of paper, no website, no Instagram page will ever be as telling as actually hanging out with somebody, spending time in their company or sitting next to them on the sofa. Which brings me to this really funny fact that um, when I was a kid, I figured out I could feel how words were so distracting to me sometimes in really feeling what it was like to be with someone. And I knew that people, like I knew the people where I didn't have to ask uh, things to, you know, keep a conversation going and the people that I didn't have to like continuously speak to. I knew that they're the people that I felt most comfortable with and they were my favorite people. And I still do that to this day. I, I find my own ways. Like I find it easier to go for a walk when I meet somebody new or, you know, it's, it's, it's having the opportunity to spend time with somebody without constantly having to converse because you can pretend so much. I can, you know, I can totally put you on the wrong track by the words that I say. Um, and then, and then you can not, and I can make you not realize like how you really feel about something and other people are really good at this too. And so I like one of my favorite things is just to spend time in somebody's company and just to realize what it feels like for me to, to be with them, to like be with a capital B and, um, what it's like to like sit in their energy because that also tells you what their energy is like on their own, right? You come and watch my Instagram lives and I, you cannot, you cannot fake a proper smile or happiness or joy or exuberance. You can put it on, but, but you'll see it, but you won't really feel it. And I think that's one of the th reasons why I like doing things live. But what I'm trying to get to is that when I was little, I always felt like I just wanted to tell people to shut up and just let me sit next to them. And as a kid, that's a little bit different than as an adult. But I always thought if I ever start a hospitality business, which even then I knew I never wanted to, um, I would create a no talking room. Now this might be the best idea um, for like a new dating setup. Uh, I never thought of dating when I was as young as when I came up with this plan. But if you, you know, if you do something around dating, <laughs> Or um, if you do have a hospitality place, then you could make this the dating room. Um, so I would create a no talking room with nice big sofas and comfy chairs and comfy corners where people were allowed to go and sit next to someone. 
And the rule was you weren't allowed to say anything. You weren't allowed to shake hands. You weren't allowed to, you like to look at each other, but it wasn't like, oh, hi, my name is Anna. How are you? What are you doing here? Like, it wasn't any of that clever, like brainy stuff. You would, you would be allowed to go and sit next to somebody and just feel what it was like to sit next to them. That's it. That was it. Just feel it out. And I, I love that idea because you'll know so much more about a person if you just shut up and feel, feel what it's like to be in their space, in their energy. And the rule to me was you were allowed to go and sit next to them and feel what it's like. If you liked it, you stayed. If you didn't like it, you were allowed to get up and you were allowed to go and sit next to somebody else without talking again. And then if you both sat next to each other and if you both felt like, you know, I'm enjoying sitting next to you and I enjoy like your, I hate that word energy, but I enjoy like what it feels like to be with you. Then uh, you were allowed to get up and you're allowed to go to the next room and you're allowed to talk and tell each other your name and tell each other your life stories or not, or, you know, just laugh a lot and drink a cup of coffee and eat some cake. But all of it was based on you sit next to each other nicely. It feels good to sit next to you instead of like getting sidetracked by how tall somebody is or what somebody's name is or what their job is. I just wanted I just wanted a place where you could say like, let's just feel out what it's like to be together. And um, sometimes in hindsight, when I think, when I think about people, you know, I, I think if, if, would I have still liked this person? Would I have still spent this kind of time with this person? If I had spent some time just sitting next to them right at the beginning, and then what would I have learned about them? And so this is one of the reasons like, so, coming back to like being able to copy and paste your skills on Instagram and faking your happiness. Like I really hope that by what I'm doing and putting out there live and on Instagram, people get a feel of what it's like to just sit next to me and what it's like to not have to converse because I think we pick up on so much more stuff than, you know, when you talk about things and um, one, t I have two favorite quotes when it comes to stuff like this. One of them is, don't just talk about it, be about it. And the second one is, how you do anything is how you do everything. Because how you go and play a game of football in the park or a bit of rounders in the park, how you are there is exactly how you are in real life. But you don't know that because you're just playing. And when you're playing, you're showing you know, your true colors. So throughout all of my work that I've done, uh, my trick and my way to be with people and like help them is always to, to get them to do things that are playful. Because when you're playful, you're just gonna be who you are and uh, you're gonna show like your basic instincts. I always think like, I remember playing football in the park and there was this guy that I thought was really amazing and nice and he always seemed like very eloquent and like, you know, very kind. And then we went to go and play football in the park and uh, he, he put himself, you know, um, as, a, as a, what's it called? Not midfielder, but front, like at the front of the field. So he was like, the person had scored goals. And, um, and he was so selfish. Like, he would like individually try and get past people and lose the ball because of it. And when he had the ball and he should have passed it on to somebody else so they could score, then he would keep it and he'd try and score. And like, I remember there was somebody who really, really, really wanted to like, score a goal 
and it would have just made his day. And uh, he was like standing in front of the goal and he could have just like shoved the ball in. He wasn't a very good football player, but he could have just like, you know, knocked the ball in and it would have made his like year maybe. No, but this guy, he was so selfish. He didn't pass the ball on and we, and we didn't end up scoring. And I, <laughs> after that uh, event, I decided that I did not see any point in further dating the guy because I thought you're just ugly. Like he was gorgeous and he was athletic and uh, he was selfish as fuck and he had no way of playing together. And I thought how you do anything is how you do everything. If this is what you're like, you know, in the park playing football with people that, you know, that are your friends and some of them aren't your friends and we're here for a nice time. Like if that's what you do, thank you for showing me that. And so I love creating little things like that and to learn what people are like. And um, that's why I've set up my page the way it is so that there is lots of live stuff. So you can, you know, you can kind of come and sit next to me. Although I do talk um, most of the time. <laughs> uh, but you get an idea of what it's like uh, to, to, to spend time in my company. So you actually really learn what it's like for me in my life. But it can hopefully invite you too. Anyway. Anyway, coming back, um, this, is, this is why I love the, the live stuff. It's, you know, I'm not photoshopped, I'm not filtered, I'm not, I've not got any notes that I'm reading. You cannot edit it. How I look is how I look. What I say is what I say, and, and we can go around it. Um, <laughs> today, <laughs> today um, my phone fell in the water when I got in, when I got in the water, and the sound went. And uh, that's just funny, like... Thank God my phone is okay, but that shows you what I'm like. And anyway, we, we managed to work it out again and, uh, and it continued. But, you know, they're just straight up things that happen that you have to deal with and you get to see what it's, what it's really like. Um, and it's complete freedom in the moment and no place to hide. And so I just want to put it out there for you. I'm 36. I remember being four and feeling this great amount of joy that if you've ever come to see my page www.getnakedwithanna.com you're going to see straight away and it's just beautiful beautiful painting of this smiley little girl with so many colors and so vibrant and so joyful and the painting is called joy and um, not really knowingly but I've been working my whole life towards feeling like that again but finding the adult the adult female version of that and um, the reason why all of this started is because after 32 long, hardworking years to my quest for joy in my life, um, what you see is the result of it. And, uh, and I am personally really proud of that. And I want to share that with you. And um, I want to help everybody get a little bit closer to what that painting looks like and what I feel like, not all the time, but most of the time in my life. And that way you can have your own opinion and you can judge me and you can decide whether you think I'm a person who's worth adding into your daily life. I'm a person who, you know, you can decide whether you think I'm worth working with, yes or no. Uh, because I think you should only work with people who, who have, you know, who, can, who, who are things, not who show things and copy and paste things. Anyway, so the, the whole podcast was meant to be about joy. We're going to bring it back right to the start. All these different types. And I got so sidetracked about about this perfectionism and I just thought right I'm just gonna have to talk about the perfectionism and because to my opinion perfectionism kills joy that's the base of it 
Perfectionism kills joy in every single possible way. <laughs> and so it's funny that even that happened um, in my uh, aim for joy. And like personally, it happened in, diff in different ways. But personally, I thought, oh, OK, I'm going to have to talk about joy. OK, now, you know, I have to come up with some research about this stuff. And, uh, you know, it has to be a well-researched piece. But I'm not a I'm not a. I'm not a girl woman who says like, well, research shows, you know, I love telling personal stories, which are always backed up. Like, I think stories are easier to follow than, than boring science and, and research. So I like telling personal stories, but they're always backed up with all the research and stuff and everything I do. And I teach and the way I work with my clients is all like based on, you know, years of studying, researching, um, learning things from other people about the m body, about the mind, um, work like being a professional dancer being a professional athlete working with top level people working with people who have absolutely nothing left and are complete in burnouts and and that's 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 the kind of girl i am that i like personal stories and i don't really like doing the whole like well research shows but the funny thing is when i was trying to write about joy and the podcast i kind of fell into that like starting to do that research and feel like i could you know say those things and i started to like literally copy and paste things of other websites and when i was googling like joy and types of joy and i started to copy paste things and i hate doing that and i was like what are you doing woman like you have enough to say about joy and um it turns out i have lots to say about joy but first i have a lot to say about perfectionism because perfectionism is the thing that gets in the way the thing that got in the way for my for my podcast around joy is this feeling that it had to be perfect if i'm going to talk about joy and i feel like i'm allowed to talk about joy then uh, what i'm going to say has to be perfect and uh, that got in the way and then i started thinking that i might not have enough knowledge that is like scientifically proven or whatever to to go and make this podcast so this is my this is my personal kind of like way that I still struggle with perfectionism and and I do every day um, a little bit so it's it's a f it's a fight that everybody kind of like has because I think in our society people have created these unwritten rules that we have to fit in and be perfect and shit like that but if you're going to be aiming for that let me tell you, you your chances of having a joyful life are actually not that great um, and I'm gonna pull that apart further in a second because what you need to know is it's never going to be perfect I even if it would be perfect for one person it might not be perfect for the next you're not going to be perfect you can be perfect for another person or you could work well together but there it there just is not such a thing as perfect it's never going to be perfect it's never going to be done you're never going to be done you're never going to get it right you're never going to get it right all the time so you might as well just start and try and see where it goes and learn along the way and get better along the way and you might as well enjoy the process of growth and getting better and getting there like that's the thing you need to fall in love with the getting there like the the learning the progress the seeing things change that's the thing that you want to get excited about not perfectionism because you you're literally never going to get there so if the only thing like perfectionism is defined as 100% is perfect. If it's not 100% perfect, then it's not perfect. And then everything else sucks. 99.9% .9 still sucks. 
And that's such a shame because if you if your life was about joy, you'd be like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> Look at how much stuff I got right, like 99.9%, like that's freaking amazing. That's the joy side of things, like that's the progress side of things. Or you'd be like, God, I started at 40 and I'm now 60, like 60% of, of, of whatever. Isn't that amazing? Like that's the joy side of things. The other side, perfectionism is like 100%. That's the thing that's, you know, that's good. If it's not perfect, then, you know, and it's, it's not achievable. And the amount of stress people get from being that perfect is just, it's just not worth it. It really isn't worth it. So I hope at the end of this podcast, you, you, you start realizing that you have a big choice every time. Am I going to go and work on this perfect thing or am I going to go for joy? Because if you're going to go for joy, your, your, your getting there is going to be so much more fun and you're going to like yourself so much better. Isn't it nicer to live a life where you like yourself over a life where you're like focusing to be perfect and really not have a great time in getting there? And so I think this counts for every single project that you've ever thought about. This counts for every single thing that you've liked or wanted to do. Maybe you've been listening to me and watching me skinny dip live and you're like, I'd love to be able to get into the sea or the ocean or some kind of water supply that's outside and um but you don't dare put on your swimwear whatever that is because you feel like your body isn't okay enough you know people are going to have opinions because you, your knowledge of things aren't isn't perfect because you don't have anybody to go like there's so many things that we can get stuck on so every everything that you've that you want to do or achieve in your life like my theory is just start you're never going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. It's never going to look perfect, but you can go and try. And um, I think with every single thing that I've ever gone and done in my life, like every business I've started, every project I've started, every idea that I've had, I normally think of it like I'm a person and I come up with this idea, which is like a cloud above a cloud, a little cloud, you know, like a talking cloud above my head. When I come up with an idea, um, I do not know whether I can do it or I can't. We make assumptions, but that's, that's a bad idea. So to me, that cloud is white or empty. It has no color. It could be a bright color that we like. It could be yellow. It could be, you know, blue. And it could say like, yes, you are able to do this. It could also be gray and it could be like, okay, you can't actually do this. But unless you try, you do not know what color the cloud is, right? If you want to learn to longboard, I'm just looking out of my window and I can see my longboard there. If you want to learn to longboard, if you never get your feet on that longboard and if you don't go out trying a good few times in a row and you ask some help and you bring some people and whatever, you're never going to know whether you could have been somebody who longboarded yes or no. You need to go out and try it and give it a good old try. You can't just longboard once, fall on your face and think I can't do it because of course you can't do it. You've never practiced. You need a bit of, you need to give yourself a bit of space and time, you know, to, to get good at something. And so that's, that has got to be the way to go forward, not to be aiming for perfectionism. So Every time you think, oh, I'm sure I can't do that, you fill in the color of your cloud. And I'm trying to say, don't color it in until you've tried it. Make an experiment, see if you can do it, see how it goes, try it out, really go for it, you know, go all in when people, when people 
this, see what I do in my life. My close friends, they're like, Anna, you always go all in, fully in 100%. And then sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. They're like, yeah, but you went all in. I was like, yeah, but that's the only way in my opinion to do it. You got to go all in. Then I'm going to find out much quicker whether it's a, it works, yes or no. Whether it's going to be good for me, yes or no. So um, I'm getting a little bit sidetracked here. But if you have any idea about what you'd like to do when you have a project in your head, I want you to imagine that's a little like cloud, a little cloud above your head, speech cloud. And it doesn't have a color yet. But only if you go and try will you find out what color it is. And then along the way, you're going to have a lot of fun probably. And it's not going to be perfect, but you know, you're, you're allowed to color your cloud like, yes, I can do it, even when you're not perfect at it because you, you're, you're doing it, aren't you? Because I think, personally, I think perfectionism is just a great excuse for you to hide behind. That's it. It's an excuse that people use that's a little bit more sophisticated than saying I don't have enough time. And it, there's a little bit like of a hint of misplaced superiority in it too. Like when, when, when I think of people that, are, that have been in my life recently that are so much about per perfection, God, it makes me itch, I cannot tell you. But <laughs> when, when you watch them, I can tell they want to do things and they don't go and do them because they think I can't do it well straight away. They don't go and buy the skateboard to go and learn it. They don't go and buy a sup to go paddling and enjoy themselves on the lake because they think, you know, I can't do it, so I'm not going to go and do I'm not going to go and buy this up. And then I think, "Oh my god, are you uh, even aware of how much joy you are missing out on? How many games on that board and falling off and getting soaking wet and screaming and shouting and yelling and the joy and the people that you're going to meet because you're just going to go and buy this one thing. You don't have to buy anything either, but in this case uh, an SGP is like a nice example. And then I think you're you saying like, ah, oh yeah, but I, you know, I can't do it. It's just, there's just like this hint of arrogance in there. Like everything else in my life is perfect or I should be perfect, you know, but, but I can't. So I'm not going to go and do it. Nobody cares, really. Nobody cares about how good you are at things. Most of the time people aren't even looking at you and they don't care enough to you know, whether you're good or not. And if they do care, if they actually care about you, then they don't mind seeing that you're trying and that you're, you're practicing. Like then they're just happy that you've picked something and that you're doing it. So people who really care are just gonna be excited that you're trying something and hopefully they'll be cheering you on. And anybody else that has an opinion that's negative, then you should just be like, well, maybe these people don't, don't support me or bring me joy in my life. So you should question whether they should stay in it. If they are family, this is a whole different topic and a very deep one. But if they are family, you're allowed to not spend that much time with them too. And um, I have a lot to say about that too, which I won't go into here. But you need to build up people around you who are there to support you and who are there to support you trying to figure out whether your cloud you know, is colorful and happy and, and you can do it or you can't. So if people aren't like that, you just need to train yourself to spend a little less time with them. And so this perfectionism is just a terribly sneaky excuse to never really have to take the first step 
to never really have to find out that you actually can't do it, to never fall on your ass, to never make a mistake, to never get dirty, to never get any rips in your clothes, to always stay clean. But really, think about this. If you got to the end of your life, all perfect, this gives me the creeps even thinking about it, all perfect, no rips, no tears, no scars, just pristine. You have also got absolutely no fucking stories to tell. And I can assure you, if you end up at the end of life like that, you will have not had a lot of joy in your life. You're just perfect. And you're just that. Because imagine, what if you were perfect? Then what? If you are striving to be perfect at something or striving to be perfect in general, it's even harder and even worse because it's never going to happen. But if that's your big goal, to be perfect, perfect at something or perfect as a person, imagine if you then were perfect, then what? What does that look like? Do you have a lot of friends around you? I don't think so. Like, really think this through. Paint a picture in your head right now with me. I'm going to do the same. Imagine yourself looking at you and you are perfect. You have the perfect body, the perfect amount of muscle, the perfect amount of fat, the perfect composition. You have the perfect house. It's perfectly clean. You have a perfect car outside, also perfectly clean. I don't know how people do that, but a perfectly clean car. You have the perfect amount of money on your bank account. The amount of bank accounts that you have is perfect. Your grass outside on your lawn is perfect. You have the perfect amount of kids. They play sports. They're perfect at it too. They're just simply amazing. You have the perfect business or the per and the perfect partner or you have the perfect job and your partner is just perfect. These kids that you have, if you wanted kids, they are perfect. They all like, they have no, you know, they have perfect clean clothes. Their shoes are looking like so tidy and clean. C can you see this in front of you? You're old and you're perfect, right? Would you, as, you're as how old you are now, would you right now go over to this old perfect version of you for the afternoon to go and hang out with you. Would, would, what would that be like? I reckon you would be bored senseless because you can't really drink a cup of tea because if you spill it, you're going to fuck up the perfect table. You can't, re <laughs> you can't really go and like to the toilet really because you know, what if the water turned itself on too hard and you splashed it everywhere and you got water on your shorts or your trousers or something and you come out, you can't come out of the toilet because you weren't, it's not perfect anymore. Like, if everything is that perfect, you just can't really do anything because you're going to disrupt perfect. So, so really you have no breathing space, you have no movement space. But there is, you know, there is also, an, you, there's no joy around. You can see this scene, right? You can see the scene, everything is perfect, everything is pristine. And it just, what's the word? 
it like makes you unable to move. It makes you unable to breathe because you're going to break this perfection. You're going to upset the perfect order. You're going to upset the perfectness. And, and like you wouldn't want to go to, you know, you wouldn't want to go and spend time with that person, would you? Because that would be freaking boring. The whole afternoon, you'd be like, you'd have to be the whole afternoon and you'd, you'd have to come for dinner. <laughs> now, if you are listening to this story and you think that is absolute heaven and I don't care what you say, but this is absolutely my biggest goal. I'm going to work so hard for this for the rest of my life to get to this perfect situation scenario that you just sketched. Then maybe you should stop the podcast here because you should spend the rest of your day and week and years and life working towards this picture because you're never going to get it done. And, um, you're, you're going to hate the rest of my podcast because I cannot think of anything worse but to go over to my old self, my old perfect self version and, um, and spend the afternoon there. Because I learned early in life that this was certainly not my path. First of all, I never managed to be perfect at anything but I was absolutely great at trying and I knew I had no guarantees but I got really good at trying. So I, I, I was never perfect. So very quickly I gave up on being perfect. Um, and I just decided I'll just try and see how that is. And I'll just have as much fun as I can along the way. So you could argue that my, my love for joy is because I, I, I felt like I couldn't be perfect, but my general opinion is nobody can be perfect. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit of a shame to try and spend that much time of your life to try and be perfect in in everything so <laughs> secondly this makes me think of um one of my favorite like being imperfect and um and and being a kid makes me think of my favorite child ch childhood book and it was called i'll take you to mrs cole and um as i was writing this down and taking some notes for the actual podcast around perfectionism <laughs> that you are now hearing I went and looked looked up how to write Mrs. Cole and I thought, oh, I can't remember how you write it. Do you write it M-I-S-S-E-S? -S -S? And then I thought, no, I, I typed it out and I thought that looks wrong. So I went to look up the book. It, I'll take it to Mrs. Cole. And then I realized how to write it, M-R-S, because I forgot. And uh, this also shows what happens in my life because I'm certainly not perfect and I'm also mega dyslexic. So um, I can I can remember things visually, but normally when it comes to letters... Um, I can forget that easily. So here we go. I, I looked her up, Mrs. Cole, and I searched for the book and the front of the cover came up and I have the biggest smile on my face. Why? Well, it just brought back so many beautiful memories because I'm dyslexic. And uh, when, I got, when I got tested for dyslexia, I was 17 and they found out I read as fast as an 11-year-old at that time. And uh, I was doing the highest form of secondary school, following my older sister's footsteps, who's crazy clever and academically clever and school clever. I, I never was so much. And uh, I just kind of followed her to this school and it was a school I wanted to be in. And uh, I just kind of managed to get by with six out of tens. You know, I, I'd get a pass or something, but I was, I was never amazing. Anyway, so... I ended up getting this test because I, I, I had enough knowledge. I just never had enough time to write out my answers because I took so long to read the questions. So anyway, I got tested. They found out I had dyslexia. Um, I read as fast as an 11-year-old. 
and uh, that made a lot of things make sense because little Anna, uh, when I was learning to read, um, I was amazing at moving. I still am. I was the best on the playground. I was the one who could climb the tree the highest while making sure that I didn't fall off and break a leg. Uh, but when I had to start reading and uh, learning and sitting still, I was definitely the one who was not so good at it. And I found that really, really co confrontational and really hard. Um, and this is where I learned that I, you know, that you can't be, you know, that I just wasn't amazing at it. I wasn't perfect at it, unlike what I kind of expected because I'd seen my older sister do it. So I gave up on, on being perfect. I gave up on being perfect then. But the reason why I loved this book, right, when we were little, we had to take books out of the library every week. And the mother of uh, one of the kids in my class would normally help out in the library. And her son was just this academically clever dude. Um, I ended up being in the same class as him until we were 18. And he was just... He was just great at reading. He was just great at sitting still. He was great at computer stuff and he was terrible at playing outside, but he was great at reading. And so his mother was the one who was normally doing the library books. And um, I always took out literally for six years the same book. I'll take it to Mrs. Cole. Now, I want, I want to tell you about Mrs. Cole because Mrs. Cole is the opposite of perfectionism. And I read her every single year for weeks and weeks. I read her every single week for years on end. And sometimes I would read her, read the book, and sometimes I would just go through the pictures. And I always felt so happy. And I just felt so content. And I felt happy about myself. And I felt like I would fit in at Mrs. Cole's house. And I would love to go over to her house. So she had a bunch of kids. They were all allowed to play dress up. They ate bacon sandwiches on the sofa without plates. They ran around in their underwear in the house, singing at the top of their voice. They were allowed to have friends that came over to play. They were allowed to eat their yummy soup with like a serving ladle from the big pot, you know, like, or they could just get a random dish that they wanted to eat or slobber it from rather than a perfect bowl. And all while Mrs. this is all happening in the house while Mrs. Cole was singing loudly to the radio in the kitchen with the baby on her arm, happy, smiling, just enjoying the chaos. Now, imagine what Mrs. Cole would be like as an older woman. We just did the perfect version of you or somebody. Now imagine what it would be like to go over and hang out with her for the afternoon. How would that be? I'm <laughs> Right? It would just be freaking fabulous. She would be full of stories, filled with admiration for you and your life and what you're doing, you know, and that you're trying. She would just be one of those, one of those women. Um, I think in the book, when, I, when I've reread it, when it was in English, because I read it in Dutch, she, it, it used to, it, it said, me lover. And I always assumed she was just this beautiful Irish mother hen who just loved so much and and just she had this fiery red hair that was all over the place and this big beautiful round face and she would insist that you would stay for dinner and she would cook something delicious with whatever she had in the house and it was never all planned but it just wouldn't work out and you would laugh 
with her and you would tell her stories that were so funny and you would want to tell her the stories where you tried to do this one thing and it just failed miserably or when you try to make that soup and it turned out blue you know like um bridget jones and you would just laugh and you would just have such a great time because that's the kind of woman mrs cole is like she just has a huge heart she could find joy in the smallest of things and it would just be amazing to spend the afternoon with her in fact you'd go for the afternoon hoping she would invite you to stay for dinner which she normally would so you'd be like super content and you would go home feeling loved and seen and cared for and special and you would be filled with warmth and goodness and you would just feel so content and so happy and joyful and just so so pleased that you would get to spend time with somebody like that and she was far from perfect god you could you know you could send a cleaner her to her house and they'd spend two days trying to clean everything you know and her kitchen was never clean and organized and there was always pots and pans drying still and you know sometimes you know but my god she would just be filled with goodness and you would just love to go and see her now remember the other side imagine the von trapp the dad from the von trapp family you know the perfect gray suit all all perfect oh god and just so uptight and so boring and then you would have mrs cole who lived her life you know lived with capital letters instead of controlled her life and everything and everyone around her or him can you see where i'm going with this like if you want to achieve perfectionism the dad of the von trapp family and the sound of music this perfect perfect picture perfect house perfect kids perfect everything everything perfect clean perfect perfect perfect, perfect. now you, can you see how you're the only way to get there is to try and control everything and can you imagine how much stress and energy that would take and how square everything would be and how impossible to breathe and how much anxiety you would have for something falling out of place and now think of the mrs cole version where everything is out of place anyway so you're fine where where you can laugh and you can scream and you can dance in the kitchen and you can eat your dinner with a spoon when it should have been with a knife and you can just oh it would just be amazing and wonderful like just imagine how great that would be and can you see those two differences to me when i think of this perfect world it's like gray and square and when i think of mrs cole i think of vibrant colors that are alive and amazing and that just make you smile and so to me perfectionism is just an armor an armor to never have to let go an armor to never have to be out of control a superior way an ex superior excuse to never have to mess up or or try and is that really what you're like gunning for in your life like is that really like the thing like don't you love the people in your life because not because they're perfect but because they're human they try they mess up they make up their mind but they practice and they try again and they fall on their ass and then they get up again like isn't that 
what makes them beautiful? Isn't that what makes you alive? Isn't that what life is about with capitals? That is just, that is just a, such a completely different way of showing up for yourself than it is to try and be perfect all the time. Because can you see how it can get in the way? You cannot live and love and laugh and enjoy life in capitals and be perfect at the same time. It just isn't possible. And the closer I think you're going to be to being perfect, the more boring you're going to be. Trust me, I have seen people who, whose life is all based around perfect <laughs> and oh my God, it's boring as hell. Boring. So here's another thing to kind of like reiterate my crazy stories and Im images that I've tried to put in your head here. I posted a few days ago something about the book this beautiful woman called Brawny Weir, an Australian woman, has written called Five Regrets of the Dying. As you can imagine with my dyslexia, my very slow reading, I have not read the whole book, but I read the summary. And I have heard about her book and I've read the summary a few times and I've discussed the topic with plenty of people. And um, she really brings the message home of perfectionism versus joy and that you can pick and that it's important that you decide in your life what you're going for, what you're going to pick. She says most of the people who she worked with in palliative care the last few months of their life, they all, she said, these are the five biggest regrets that they have. They said, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. So that's the perfectionism, you know, on, on doing what everybody else thinks you should be doing. The second was, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. That's perfectionism about the ideas of how much time we should be spending at work and what's most important, working, earning money, having this, you know, having everything perfect, having everything in place. But they all said, I wish I'd not worked so hard so that they would have had more time for fun and joy. Like, that is what it's about. That is what everything I'll put out on my page, on my live. That's what everything is about that I'm about. You are here alive and kicking to experience joy. That's what I believe. We are here to have joy. That's why we have a body. That's why we're alive. And that's, that's what to me success is. So when you're on your deathbed, like the beautiful Brawny Ware has seen plenty of people of, I don't think like how perfect is ever going to be something that you're going to be thinking about. I think you're going to think about how much joy have I had in my life. So the third one that she says is, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. Again, that's like being stuck on some idea of how you have to be and how perfect you should be when, when really I think that's completely impossible. Like you're, you're never going to be perfect. It is never going to be perfect. You're never going to be perfect and you're, and you're never going to get there either. And so it doesn't matter how hard you work. It doesn't matter like, you know, I think the moment you can let go of like having to be perfect all of a sudden you have so much space for other things. To try it your own way, to not work that hard, to have time, to make time, to enjoy yourself. My dog is totally agreeing. 
Hello, baby. Hello, baby. You want some cuddles? You want some cuddles? All right, well, I'm making a podcast, you see. I know you know all about joy. You're such a good dog. All right, go and sit down. Tumar, Tumar, go and sit down. So the fourth, the fourth thing that she said, people on their deathbed wished was, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. I don't have much to say about that one apart from I totally agree. And I don't really feel that it's super duper linked to perfectionism. But one of the big studies that I remember and love is the study over 75 years that Harvard did. And they said, basically, people live longer and have better and healthier and stay better, are happier and have healthier lives when they have friends. Those people who are quite on their own, they actually don't make it as far. So I wish I'd stayed in touch with friends. It's important as a side note. And then the fifth one was, I wish I had let myself be happier. Oh my God. And I think we should learn to live the other, like I think we should learn to, to, to listen to people who've gotten to the end of their life and uh, ask them what they wish they'd done differently. And then you go and apply that in your life. So that's why I love Bronnie's book because it basically tells you it's, you know, don't work that much. Just be who you are. Tell them how you feel. You know, stop being so stuck in this square box of being perfect or fitting in or doing it how it should. You know, doing it how it should might not be your way. So how can you be happy if you're trying to, you know, if you're a round peg in a square hole? Like, that's just not going to work. How happy, it's, it's about how happy do you allow yourself to be. And so... Personally, I feel the trick to not having these regrets is to liberate yourself from having to be perfect, pleasing others, doing it right, whatever. And to liberate yourself, like you have to look at your beliefs that you carry inside yourself and the rules that you have for your own life. Like I talked about this with somebody recently and I said, well, the rule in my life that I live by is that I'm allowed to change my mind. I'm allowed to change my opinion. Um... You know, I thought I was going to live in North Wales for 10 years and I really thought that was important. And then uh, and then I could feel that doing that would actually make me really unhappy. Now, I because I'm allowed to change my mind, I thought, OK, well, OK, we'll go and do something else then. So so I did. And I decided to liberate myself of like the should. And um, I am I could not have imagined the amount of joy that I've gotten from from freeing myself up like that and so before I finish this podcast I want you to imagine the perfect version of everything that you think was going what it would look like to be perfect with the house and the kids and the number of kids and the money on your account and the body the perfect perfect body like perfectly sculpted and Muscles in the right place and not too much fat and this and that. Whatever you find is, is important. And now think of this like wild, free, liberated version of yourself. You're old. You've gone and tried things. You've gone and done things. You've, you've let things go. You've let people go and you gained more other people. And oh my God. And you end up with tears and scars and none of your clothes are are perfect and but my god you've had some fun 
and you've tried and you've gone out there and you've gone and done it and you've never held back you've just gone for it isn't that isn't that going to be the thing to strive for far more than ever being completely perfect right so as you fin as we finish this podcast i want you to just remember these two sides remember these two images that that we together build in our head and and go over to my website you'll find this beautiful painting that to me is so much the visual of joy and uh, the website is www.getnakedwithanna.com all together and you'll see this beautiful painting there and um and every time i want you to to remember when you start restricting yourself and you start tensing up and you start thinking but it should go like this and it should go like that and i should be like this and i should be like that and i'm not supposed to like whenever you have those thoughts i want these two pictures to come up in your head like a little uh you know when you're you're zooming with somebody and there's two there's two pictures up there and i want you to imagine like this zoom call between the f the free liberated wild happy version of yourself that's old and then the other one and then i want you to remember which one would i pick to go and hang out with and i think you would pick the joyful one every single time and that joyful one ain't perfect it's never going to be but it never strived to be perfect but my god it had a fucking good time getting there and so they're the two visuals i want you to remember and every time you feel stuck and every time you you think you should be more of this work harder keep your mouth shut or you know you restricting yourself every time i want you to to to, ki to keep coming back to these two visuals the two different types the perfectly gray square absolutely amazing version of the older version of you and then and then this other version of you this joyful older version of you and i want you to think okay which one do i choose which one do i want to be which one am i going to go work towards to be today tomorrow in the next five minutes Am I going to go for the perfectly square gray version or am I going to go for the bright, colorful, full of adventure, crazy version? I know I pick the other side. And every day I have to practice to liberate myself of other things because that's how it works. We, we don't even know sometimes that we like restrict ourselves in things. Who to love, how to love, where to love, what games to play, being okay that you suck at something like, you know, it's fine it's it's so fine nobody really cares just what the thing that's far more inviting for others the thing that really brings others to life is your joy it's so contagious every time i see these reactions of people on my instagram and i think it's just so beautiful like they say it's just so contagious you cannot but smile and people i promise you people cannot but feel good about themselves and about their lives too, even if it's momentarily, if you feel that joy. People do not feel good about themselves and their lives and where they are if you are completely perfect. Because they're gonna think like, oh my God, you're just so perfect. You're just like, yeah, I can't, I can't be that perfect. And then they feel like a failure. But, but if you have that much joy to give, then you know, people, people will gravitate towards you. I've just, this week met a person that I thought it's just so amazing to watch this person in action because everywhere this person goes, people look and they turn around, not because of great perfectionism, but because there's something about that person. 
there's some shine everybody wants to touch this person everybody wants to hug this person everybody wants to be on their team not because this person is perfect hell no the complete opposite because they are this bright shiny joy person because they fill the air with goodness they make other people feel seen and loved and and cared for and and that they are just perfect and great that they are just great the way they are and that is so much nicer so if you choose joy you invite other people to choose joy too if you pick perfectionism you're going to invite other people to pick perfectionism too and i don't think that's half as contagious as joy is it can't be it just can't be but it makes people feel really shit because it makes you feel shit too if you think about it every time you felt you weren't good enough or it had, wasn't perfect enough i'm sure you felt like crap so remember these two images take them with you in your life you don't need them on paper you just need the visual and then every time you're coming to a place where you go like am i gonna go and do this and be like that and, and, and show up and be all perfect or am i gonna go for the other version am i gonna go for the von trap dad who's gray and boring and who who can't laugh and smile or am i gonna go for for mrs cole am i gonna go for joy well you go and talk about this subject with people you go and talk about it and see and feel it out where you feel like you're still holding on to trying to be perfect or being somebody you know or sticking to some rules that's not really who you are and take this along with you in your life and then if you fancy you know you can you can please share it with people online like try and share more of your joy and and how it's you know how liberating yourself of all these like things you have to be like or look like or smell like or whatever like share it with people help other people to understand that joy is the way forward not perfectionism oh and now that we've talked about that now that we've talked about that and just starting things even though it's not going to be perfect but at least starting and trying things because at least you're going to have fun on your way like now that now that I've got this big perfectionism thing out of the way, oh, now that we're on the same page, now we can talk about joy. Now we can talk about all the different types because there's lots of different types, you know. There's like exuberant joy, but that's also really tiring. There's really calm, happy joy. There's silent joy. There's a chatty joy. There is like so many different ways of joy. But that is what we're going to discuss in the next podcast for now. I want to invite you to come and join me live on Instagram on uh, my page at Anna Lutz, A-N-N-A-L-O-O-T-S. And I want you to just come and hang out there. Be inspired about being joyful over being perfect. Come and see what it looks like. Come and hang out. Find those people that make you feel happy and good about yourself. Not make you feel like you should be more perfect and more upright, more this, more that. No, just come and hang out. If you need more inspiration, it will be here on Instagram at Anna Lutz. Come and have a look at my website, getnakedwithanna.com. And um, yeah, let's build a beautiful life. Let's just go for joy. I love you very much. Lots of big kisses and uh, I'll see you at the next podcast.